This is episode five of an uncommon serial. Chapter four, negotiation. Nick shut the door. Dad, you scared the cat crap out of me. I thought you weren't coming back until September. Mr. Wax slid a bristly wire down the barrel of the gun. Nix was accustomed to seeing him fiddle with weapons. In fact, she couldn't really picture her father without some sort of gun in his hands. The few days every year he wasn't on some extended hunting trip he spent in the kitchen cleaning his arsenal. Maybe Mr. Wax's sudden appearance was a good thing. It could distract his wife from inflicting cruel but not so unusual punishments on her troublesome daughter. Had the Wax been a normal family, Nix might have asked how his trip went or if he knew where Mom had run off to. But Mac never talked about his mysterious activities, and Nix knew better than to ask where her mother was. Even if he cared, he wouldn't talk to Nix about it. She retreated to her room, brushing cats aside as she went. Nix opened her door carefully, half expecting her mother to jump out from behind it. When nothing happened, Nix turned on the light. A protesting meow rose from the foot of her bed, "'Sorry, Toadstool,' she whispered to her roommate. "'I had a rough night.' The kitten seemed more concerned about his sleep schedule being disturbed. He yawned and patted at the quilt. She didn't know why the animal was so indignant. The bare bulb hanging from the ceiling couldn't be more than twenty-five watts. It would have been brighter to open the blinds and let the moonlight in. Nick sat on her bed and took off her watch. The digital window was blank.' Evidently, water-resistant didn't mean you could immerse it in muddy water for five hours. She tossed it into her top drawer. Her hair felt disgusting. Thankfully, she couldn't see what a mess it was. Her mirror was completely covered with funny magazine ads, photos of her and Jordan, and prints of her favorite musicals, which Jordan had given her last year for National Friend Day. It was good to be back. Her room was tiny, even by trailer standards but she loved it for two reasons. One, her window faced the woods and let in the smell of the trees. Two, it contained her bed. Although the mattress on the floor was creaky and full of pokey metal, it was her most cherished possession. It was her sanctuary and sleep, her sacred escape. Where is she? If anyone in the trailer park had been trying to sleep, they were awake now. Against every instinct she possessed, Nick stood, walked to her bedroom door, and with trembling hands opened it. Be strong. Agree with her. Make her happy. She had to let her see Jordan. I'm in my room. A woman the size of a small dump truck barreled down the hallway. Mrs. Wack's black frizzy hair stuck out at odd ankles, and her face glowed with rage. With a bolt of inspiration, Nix rushed to her mother and wrapped her arms around her waist, or as far around as she could. Mrs. Wax stopped and steadied herself against the wall. For a moment, she seemed to forget why she had been sprinting toward her daughter's room. Even in her enormity, she wasn't bad-looking. In fact, Patricia Wack might have been pretty had it not been for the makeup. The bright colors she had smeared on her face in attempt to accent her natural beauty had actually found the beauty and choked it to death. The result was somewhere between a geisha and a circus clown. I, where have you? She spluttered. The sweat rolled down from her hairline, bleeding her orange eyeshadow and carving lines through the layers of foundation. I'm so glad I'm home, Nix gushed. I thought I was going to die. Thank you, thank you, thank you for calling the police. 
Get off of me with your wet clothes. The hug shock had passed. What in Satan's name were you doing in the graveyard? Have you lost your full mind? Your father finally gets home and you're off vandalizing headstones. Why don't you use that fat head for something besides a paperweight? You are in it deep, girl. In fact, starting tonight. Quick, interrupt her. I know, I deserve it. I shouldn't have tried to save that poor dog. I heard it yelping, stuck in the grave on my way to the store. It wasn't the exact truth, but it was somewhere in the same zip code. Mrs. Wack drew her face into a skeptical scowl, but at least she held her peace. That was a miracle in itself. Maybe this was working. Nix tried to drum up some tears. I was so stupid. I tried to pull it out and got myself stuck. Mrs. Wax had been silent for several seconds, a record, but now it looked as if the strain was too much to bear. Her mouth quivered, then snapped open. If you'd lose some weight like I've been telling you, maybe you could lift your sorry rear out of a bitty hole. Nix had to take a breath. This was where she usually turned off. She never blew up at her mother. That would only get Mrs. Wack more worked up and extend the lecture indefinitely. No. When Nix had endured enough, she would bite her tongue and look at the floor, cramming the anger and shame into the pit of her stomach. Pretending to be a deaf mute was the only way to defuse her mother once she got going. Eventually, Mrs. Wack would get tired, mutter something about Nix being a little dense, and abandon the cause. But this time, Nix couldn't surrender. She had to win her mother over, or at least pacify her enough to let her visit Jordan. "'Do you have any idea where I've been tonight?' Mrs. Wax continued, seemingly without pause to inhale. "'I've been scouring the entire neighborhood, expecting to find your body mangled in an alley somewhere. I thought a gang had gotten you!' Nix didn't bother to point out that Woods Cross didn't have any gangs or alleys. Instead, she shaped her features into what she hoped was a remorseful grimace. "'I know. I, I was so scared. I tried to call for you, but it was too far.' Nix knew she'd better rein in the ham a little. Mrs. Wack was easily flattered, but she wasn't an idiot. To Nix's surprise, her mother's face softened, if only the tiniest bit. It was time to go for the jugular. I know, I deserve double chores, but triple! And you'll do them before you set foot out of this house. In fact, why don't you start right now in this filthy bedroom? Mrs. Wack's nostrils flared. Now if you'll excuse me, I'm going to spend some time with my husband. He's been here three hours, and I haven't so much as said hello. With that, she pushed her daughter back into the room and slammed the door. Wait, it wasn't supposed to end like that. There was supposed to be time to work her down, to compromise. Apparently, having her husband home made Mrs. Wack even more likely to violate the Eighth Amendment. Nix crawled onto the mattress. She didn't care if she streaked mud on the comforter. There was no way she'd be done in time to see Jordan. She had failed. Nix considered going back out for round two, but there was no point arguing with her mother. Once something came out of her mouth, you may as well add it to the Bible. It was law, and any attempt to negotiate brought Patty's eternal wrath down around your ears. Triple chores. Would she have to give all the cats pedicures or something? Administering weekly baths and cleaning up their accidents wouldn't have been so bad had there not been 23 of them. Nix rubbed her eyes forgetting her hands were covered with dried mud. She'd be lucky if she got any sleep tonight. She sat up. That was it. If she didn't go to bed at all and worked fast, 
she might be able to get everything done in time to see Jordan. Excitement peeked its head out of the burrow into which it had been exiled and sniffed around cautiously. But before Nix would allow herself to hope again, she'd better make sure her mother would go along with it. She silently opened her bedroom door. She didn't dare come out, in case the door slamming was an unofficial mandate to stay in her room. But she had learned a few tricks from her mother. Recklessly, she bellowed down the hall, All right, Mom, I'm going to stay up until I finish triple chores. But if I get it all done by lunch tomorrow, can I maybe visit Jordan on my way to work? You won't be finished. Her mother's normal speaking voice had no trouble reaching her from the other end of the trailer. You've got the bathroom to clean, the cats to bathe, the shopping, and anything else I can think of. You probably have to finish up after work. Nix gritted her teeth. Okay, but in, in case I do finish early, do I have your permission? Mrs. Wack materialized and steamrolled down the hallway. Her hips caressed the walls on both sides. That reminds me, the cats are looking thin. From now on, I want you to get that food that advertises all those vitamins and such. Mom, I barely have enough for the cheap food. And what do you do with all your money? Nix didn't want to fuel this dialogue or antagonize her mother, but things could get ugly if Mrs. Wack didn't understand the financial pressure Nix was under. I spent it on cat food, cat shampoo, cat litter. I haven't spent a penny on myself since I got this job. Don't dramatize this, Phoenix. There's no way you could spend your whole salary on the cats. Salary? I get $20 a week when he decides to pay me. Then you'll need to find another job. Her mother was clearly enjoying the debate. If Nix didn't resolve this issue quickly, the matter of visiting Jordan wouldn't even be considered. She adopted a defeated expression. You're right. I'll start looking for another job tomorrow after work. Then I promise I'll buy the good cat food. Once again, Mrs. Wack looked utterly bemused. She was not used to having her daughter so agreeable. She opened her mouth to say something. Most likely another controversial topic designed to spark another hour-long argument. But Nix beat her to it. About me visiting Jordan, hypothetically, if I did get everything done, could I... I'll give you my permission after I've inspected your work. Thank you, Nick squealed. That was as much as she could hope for. The excitement sprang out of the hole to join the hope bubbling in her chest. On one condition, Mrs. Wax finished, her eyes gleaming. The good feelings inside Nick's froze as if they smelled a trap. What condition? Wasn't 12 hours of slave labor condition enough? What else could she possibly fit in? I want you to try a new diet I heard about. Nick sighed. Her mother was the size of a water buffalo, and yet she was the one who had to diet. Fine. Can I start on my chores? Of course, Dumples. But the first thing you're going to do is take off those muddy clothes and wash them, along with your bedspread and the rest of the laundry. You got it. But then she made the mistake of reaching to pull off one of her brown socks. Mrs. Wax Bellow shook the doorframe. What in the devil's lair have you done to your stockings? Toadstool flew into the air and dashed for the closet. And where? Nix watched her whole body swell up like a toad. This was going to be bad. Arr! Why was she still looking at Nix's feet? She'd already screamed about the socks. Oh no. Your! Think of a lie. Think of a lie. Satan loving. They broke. No, the bully stole them. Shoes. Nick swallowed. I dropped them off at the cleaners?